0: Good morning, I'm Anna Marie. It's time again for Focus. This is a closer look at people, places, and events right in your backyard. And our guest today is Moody Malavi, a comedian. Welcome.
1: Thank you for inviting
0: me. And uh, today we're spotlighting um, a benefit that he's going to be speaking at soon. He is a comedian. He plays at theaters. Uh, You might see him at corporate events. Start in the beginning, not, you know, born in a small farm in Indiana kind of thing. It's because it's not true. <laughs> right. So maybe we start with the the fact that, first of all, that you feel you have a purpose. You feel you have a reason to do what you do. And it started, there was something that triggered it when you were like 15 or something.
1: Yeah. When I was 15, I took a car and uh, recklessly drove it into a culvert and crashed it. I was stuck in there three and a half hours and uh, crushed my right. Femur and my left ankle was turning backwards and my uh, face was all cut up. Uh, Probably looked, you know, interesting with all the glass sticking out of my head. Torsos all messed up. Mm. Made it through it. You know, don't know how I made it through it. Never lost consciousness. The paramedic that climbed in the vehicle that stayed with me for three hours kept telling me yo mama jokes. And he would tell me not to laugh because it looked like I had three mouths. Oh, goodness! So uh, when I finally got to the hospital, my mom was there waiting on me. And the doctor said, your mom's here. She wants to see you. And I couldn't use my bottom jaw because it was all busted up. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you can't let in. yeah, She's going to kill me <laughs> because I was supposed to be downstairs and I had snuck out and took the car oh. and, you know, I was being a teenager doing stupid teenage stuff. And he goes, no, no, no. She's really scared. She wants to see you. She's been asking for you for the last three and a half hours. And we've been telling her we're still cutting you out of the car. So she'd like to see you. I said, No, you understand. She's going to kill me. <laughs> She's small. She's 90. <laughs> and, and he said, Listen, if she kills you, you're in the best place. I'll bring you back to life. I said, <laughs> so after he resuscitated me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you said that you, that made you decide that you didn't know why you survived that.
1: Well, I was 15. I didn't, you didn't realize th- it. And, you know, uh, I was 20. Two, when I uh, accepted Jesus into my heart. So, and ever since then, I've been trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. And I know serving other people uh, seemed like it'd be the right thing to do. And so they just kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And when I got into comedy, helping people laugh, you know, through really tough times, that started to help it. And then all of a sudden, I had this message on my heart. Uh, two of them. One is called Human I Thank You. And the other one is called Take the LSD, which is the least stressful decision.
0: Oh. They work together, though. And so your mission became to use your comedy to not only make people laugh, but to share a message.
1: Yeah. So uh, I learned several years back that if God grants you the opportunity to be on a stage and talk to people. Yeah. Yes. Make them laugh. Help them enjoy their, their time. But while you're up there, don't waste it. Just on making them laugh, share a message that's on your heart that, you know, he puts on your heart and be sure to share that with them. So that's where those two ideas came, came from.
0: That works for me in radio. I've been in radio a long, long time, and that is exactly what God has let me do, because I can make them, the listeners laugh. But when they have something heavy going on, they also call me because they know I'm there and they know I've shared every screw up, every mess up, every funky thing that's happened in my life. So they know that they can call me that that kind of that I can talk them through some things.
1: So that actually feeds take the LSD, which the LSD is least stressful decision. And a lot of people think it's like water where you take the path of least resistance to get through a problem and it's not. It's more look at yourself in three phases. Your past self that knows everything you've ever done. Oh. And that past self can be your coach. Doesn't have to, you know, condemn you or anything, uh, but it can convict you to say, we're going to do it this way next time. Mm-hmm. So your current self, a very selfish fellow, you know, he will, he will justify eating the wrong things because I've been good. Yeah. I have done the right things this week. Yes. But you know, like, uh, I've been trying to lose weight all my life. And I, I remember seeing the cheat day, like, okay, so we're going to have cheat day. And then I realized cheat means to swindle and you have to have a target. So who's the target? The target is the future self. Cheat day is not the LSD. But planning for, you know, what I call, like if you're on this road of weight loss, you're going to want to have, you know, every now and then have a little cul-de-sac of decadence. You know, I'm going there like, <laughs> I know I'm going to have that chocolate cake, but I'm going to plan for it so that I'm not eating so many calories in that day. And that way I get to enjoy it. It's not like I'm huddled into, you know, a parking lot back in the corner of my car and, and, and stuff in my face. So, and doing something bad because it's cheating. Right, because it seems like it's bad. Yeah. So the LSD is to plan for whatever you want to do so that your future self is less stressed. And the idea behind that is if I'm less stressed, then when God puts whoever it is in my path that I can serve, I can serve without hesitation, without hesitation. So I, I see that need. I feel the need and make it happen. It's just natural. But if I'm constantly stressed, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to miss it. I remember my brothers saying, why do you stop on the side of the road to help people? I said, because if that happened to my wife, I would want someone to help her. Yeah. And he didn't understand that. Like, but what if they're bad? I said, I get the feeling sometimes. There have been times where I'm like, yeah, that was not going to happen. You know, it's like I pulled up and there was this lady needing her tire change, but I saw the silhouette of a very, very large man inside. I'm like, you know, that's probably a sign we go on. So yeah. you're, you're still aware. But the reason I do that is because God, to me, I feel that God presents opportunities to specific people at specific times for them to serve. Yeah. And if you think about it, you'll see thousands of people pass by someone that needs help on the side of the road. It's not that like they all ignored that person. That's just not what they were meant to see. Oh. You know, they just keep on going by. But if it, sees, if it touches your heart, like, okay, I need to go help that person yeah. because I'm sure you have other neighbors mm-hmm. and you'll see one neighbor that needs help, but it made sense to you to go help that neighbor, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas your other neighbors probably saw it, but it didn't make sense to them because it wasn't meant for them to serve that person. It was meant for you to serve that person. So taking the LSD is the least stressful decision to keep your future self less stressed. So serving other people is just natural. You free yourself by making
0: the decisions now using your past knowledge and your fighting your selfish now a little yes. bit and planning ahead. So your future self is least stressed and freed up to do good in the world, basically.
1: Absolutely. So that's why all my shirts, say take the LSD and they're tie dye because it's just fun. The least stressed decision. Stressful, least stressful, least decision. stressful decision. Yeah. So now my kid, when he was in eighth grade, we moved up here in 2019 from Chattanooga and the very next year, COVID. So he did school at home and he was in eighth grade at the end of his first semester. His highest grade was a 39. Mm. He's a very smart kid. And I looked at him and was like, you know, you, you did this to yourself. So you solve it yourself. Now I have two kids. He's my youngest. My first one, we helicoptered like, like micromanagers. Yeah. And anytime he would be, you know, behind in school, we'd go like, well, know he did all the work. I'm sorry. No, he can't give him an F, you know? Meanwhile, he doesn't learn the lesson, so this so we've learned how to raise the second one from what the first one taught us. Yes. So, so your past self and your present self. Yeah. So, so I'm telling my kid, like, listen, you made this this happen. This was your fault because primarily he had a laptop that they gave him, sat in front of him in the center, but to the left is my Xbox, to the right is his PS5. What do you think he played with the most? <laughs> it wasn't that la- laptop. <laughs> no. So, he went to go talk to the teachers, emailed them, saw them. You know, face to face, this is an eighth grade kid. Wow. Like 13? 13, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, actually, he was 12 at the time because his birthday's not until the summer. And he said, I messed up. How can I make it up? And so they worked with him. They gave him opportunities. And at the end of that eighth grade year, his lowest grade was a 70. So he was passing. But then in the ninth grade year, they put him in all honors courses. And I said, did you see these kids grades?" And he was, yeah. They said, yeah, but look what he had to do to bring it up. We know he can do it, so he needs to be in honors courses to carry that on. At the end of his ninth grade year, his lowest grade was a 93, which is interesting. We can see 39, and then a year and a half later, 93. And, you know, we talked about it a lot through the whole process. It's like, what do you think is driving that? He goes, oh, totally take the LSD. I said, tell me more about it. He said, when I would play my video games, I always had this feeling in the pit of my stomach that it just wasn't fun. Because I knew I had this stuff looming over me that I yes. had to get this work done. But then when I failed miserably, I knew that if I would just do the work, it'd take me 20 minutes on the stuff or maybe an hour total. Then I could play video games the next four or five hours to the point that I got bored with it. I said, okay, cool. So have you told your teachers about that? He goes, yeah. Yeah, I wore the shirt to school. It's like, oh, that's awesome. So he's wearing this shirt says, take the LSD. Oh, great. And, of course, they're like, what does that mean? So he tells them, like, can I get one of those shirts? So I make sure that, you know, any, any teacher there – that wants them, they definitely need them.
0: That's fantastic. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie. This is Focus it's a look at people, places, and things around us. And uh, today we're spotlighting uh, um, Moody Malavi and um, a benefit that he's going to be speaking at soon. He is a comedian, he plays at theaters, you, know, you might see him at corporate events, maybe at churches. You speak at churches,
1: I love churches. <laughs> <laughs> Those people want to laugh. And they're just scared. Yeah, <laughs> they, don't, they don't know what to do. And then they see these running out and Southern Baptists get up there, and and, and uh, you know they will laugh primarily because they're nervous. But because uh, I'm, I'm bigger than all of them, you know? and they're all like, I don't know, do I look like a snack to him? Like, yeah, oh, I could be. You know? I'll even have people like the smaller people will come to me and say, I know that you are happy. You look happy. But when you're serious, when you're ready to get serious about your weight, call me. I'm a health coach with Octavia. Oh, (laughs) I love health coaches. They are because last two, I met were delicious. (laughs) Uh, This one was a little salty, but you know what? With the right amount of electrolytes. That'll that'll work out.
0: So you loved speaking at churches. They laugh. They enjoy. What would be your message at a church versus a corporate event?
1: It's the same one. It really is because it fits, you know, the taking the least stressful decision is something we do regardless of where we are. You know, that's a personal thing, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially at work. Like if you see something that doesn't make sense. Oh, one of the things in, in corporate America that really bugs me is when people say I can read an org chart, I can read a what org chart, org chart, like organizational chart. Yeah. If you hear anybody say that I can hear I can read an org chart that that's a preface for them to do something that is not what they should be doing like you know i know we shouldn't be doing this but i can read an org chart and because i don't want to lose my job i'm gonna do this thing that's probably not in the best interest other than keeping my job i don't even know what that is so an organizational chart like here's the ceo here's the directors here's the senior managers who's right so if you're sitting here and let's say somebody tells you to do something that you know isn't the best thing for the company but you do it because you can read an org chart Cause you know that that's because you first, want to keep your job. Oh my goodness. So that happens regardless of what company you're in. It happens, you know, for example, uh, many years ago I worked at a company and they wanted to move pe- the corporate people into regional areas and they want to do it all in 90 days. I was like, well, you can't, you can't do that because I was uh, my position was over the network and telecom and help desk and these people in the corporate Location have what I call a, uh, a a large network footprint, like a carbon footprint. You got a network footprint. Yeah. So your so your marketers they use the web all the time. Yeah. And they're using it a lot, so they're going to have a lot of bandwidth needs. So at a at your major corporation, you've got a big feed for internet to that location. Yeah. But your satellite locations don't have nearly the same feed. They have to go from the satellite to the main and then back out. And what that means for everybody is the people now remote will have to suffer through slow network, th- slow response times, because this person has been put into a remote location using up all the bandwidth that was used for manufacturing or processing or anything else. Mm-hmm. So to do that, you have to put things in place and there's no way you're going to get the providers to get the right circuits in the right locations. Plus it's super expensive. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that in 90 days. And so when I said, no, I got put on a list. And so the next time they had a downsizing, I was at the very top of that list. <laughs> They're like, we don't need him many. Because wow. he doesn't. He doesn't tell the manager yes. So you've heard of the term yes man, yes mm-hmm. person. That that would be the same as I can read an org chart. Yeah. Just- so when I do corporate events, if they like that message, then I'll share that message. And I'm always prefaces with people like, "This is where I'm going to go. You want me to go this way? Because this is t- this is taking the LSD. What's the least stressful decision? It's to do the right thing so that the future selves are profitable. The future selves have less stress. The future selves are more productive instead of constantly doing the wrong thing, causing stress to our future selves. So if I do this, this is where I'm going to take the message. Is that where you want to go? I've had a few people like, we probably shouldn't go that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. You know, uh, I love you. Here's my merch, and Yeah. Well, we can do something else or (laughs) not at all. It's up to you. But uh, churches, they love it. Uh, the, The human, I thank you message which is the whole point of taking the LSD is the human I thank you, which is the word humanity broken up into a text message like human ITY. Okay. And the premise behind that is everybody is incomparable. Everybody has value. They may not know what it is, but we're in front of them. And the first thing we can do is ask their name. We can help them feel comfortable. And the whole idea is to let them know they are valuable Mm -hmm. in whatever regard they are valuable. So when you look at human I thank you, the reminder is, unfortunately, in today's society, when we look at somebody, the first time we meet him, it's like, how's that person going to be bad for me? Or how can they help me? Well, unfortunately, it's it's very negative. Yeah. So we're, we're in a very negative state of mind uh, in recent years. And what we do is, is that person going to be bad for me? Wow. So human, I thank you is how can I be good for that person? Yes. So if I'm less stressed, then I'm going to be able to do that. It's going to be just natural. So that's where Take the LSD feeds human, I thank you. So they work together.
0: So if I'm less
1: stressed, then I'm open to,
0: instead of like I gotta take care of me, gotta take care of me, gotta take care, of, gotta catch up on all the things that I made bad decisions about. Yep. Now I can look around and see what I can do in this world.
1: Yeah, a simple visual is when uh, you get on the airplane and they say, "Listen, if the if the masks fall down, you put it on yourself first, then you help the person next to you." That's mm-hmm. the whole idea. That's where I actually got the imagery from.
0: So you help yourself by making the decisions first.
1: Yep, so you can help the people around you, yeah.
0: I think a lot of times people, when you say uh, LSD, take the LSD, which means, again, Least Stressful Decision. Least Stressful Decision. I feel like sometimes people mistake the least stressful decision as the easiest decision. Like when, you say, your son had the laptop in front of him with the schoolwork and the games on the side, the easiest decision seems to be to play the game, not to do the work. Correct. And that's where we
1: tend to go wrong. That's really not the. That's least. the most stressful. Decision. That's the MSD, but you don't realize it unless you are actively talking to your past self. And the, and the key is the past self is not there to condemn you. The past self is there to convict you to say, "We're going to do it better next time. We're going to learn from what we did wrong." Yeah, and we're going to also learn from what we did right. So, okay, so it worked this way. So in the future, we know we can do this versus this, and that way, when you're going through your decision making processes on the fly. You can see the problem. You can see the obstacle. You can see five different ways to remove that obstacle. Mm-hmm. But with being in tune with your past self, you know that option A and C are the only ones that make the most sense. B, you know, D and E, just rule them out. But it becomes more natural the more you do it. Okay. I like that.
0: We're talking about a fundraiser for Ann's Arbor. It's an Ann's Arbor benefit, and it's raising funds in support of single moms. So what is, what is that about, and what would you speak to them about?
1: Oh, they hired me to just make them laugh. Is all they hired me to do. But they're gonna they're gonna learn about take the LSD. and They're gonna learn about human I Thank you, because I always weave that in. They had seen me perform in Columbia, Tennessee, early this year, and that's where they contacted me. and Said, "Would would you come do our show?" And it's also in Columbia, at the at the well, uh, the well church, like, okay. in Columbia, and that's on June twenty third. I said, "Absolutely, be happy to." Tell me more about your your mission, and so. Annie and Josh were on a game show with Jamie Foxx a couple years ago, won a bunch of money, and Jamie Foxx said, what do you plan on doing with the money? And she said, I was a single mom, and it's on my heart to take this money and to help single moms. So their idea was to support one single mom for a whole year. So with that money that they they won, they used that plus some other money to support this single mom for a whole year. Mm -hmm. They planned on doing that again this year, and they found a single mom. Uh, who had recently um, her husband had passed away and she had a six-month-old child and said, okay, so we're going to support this one. And then that lady said, I appreciate it, but my husband made sure to take care of me. So obviously he took the LSD so that she would be less stressed Mm -hmm. upon his uh, passing. And she said, please find someone else. And so then 431 Ministries came into the picture. This is what they do. And so she's like, this is amazing. This is what they do we could do this and we can partner up with them and we can do this fundraiser and we can do this for them. I was like, absolutely. Let's do it. So my wife Kelly and I, we have on our heart to build a uh, nonprofit and funny enough when we moved to Nashville, that's the whole reason she came up here. She so she got her dream job to help run this nonprofit out of Nashville uh, called TNCPE and it's teaching us how to build our own nonprofit. So it's like everything you start, when you go back and you look at all the pieces that God put together, you're like that's why we're here. So the nonprofit that Kelly and I are trying to build is called We Got You. And the premise behind it is to foster the mother and the child together. So when someone has that obstacle in front of them, like, what do I do? I'm pregnant. I don't know where I'm going to go next. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, cool. We got you. It's not that we can solve it for you, but we know people. Well, here's the really interesting thing. The booker I have for corporate shows, he keeps booking me on stuff. And every single one of them has something to do that We Got You can use. Every single one of them. What we want to build is not something that services all these people, but someone that knows how to get those services in place. So if it's education, my education is going to be stifled because now I'm a mom. Yeah. Okay. So there are plenty of resources on how to get education and do it from the home. Is it my career? Okay. So let's look at work from home stuff. Of course, now you get the kid crying all the time. Let's look at how we can help you to have that kid taken care of while you're doing your work, you know, kind of look at just out of the box ideas. Like what if you worked at different times that when the kid is sleeping, you know, kids have the really crazy hours Yeah, uh, just like, you know, my grandmother, (laughs) but it's like whenever they're sleeping, then I can do the work. So for me, I don't work eight to five primarily. There are people out there that want to help. They don't know who to help. Exactly. And so what we want, we got you to do is, is to be that place that if you want to help somebody, call us, if you need help, call us so we can be, the aunt and uncle to all these people to say, it kind of sounds cultish. That's not what I meant. But, <laughs> so uh, side note, my mom married my father-in-law uh, many years ago, which makes my wife, my sister. So <laughs> see, there's so much in this show. You meet this Iranian who became a Southern Baptist and now he's an uncle daddy. You can, you, you're going to find a lot to come listen to at these shows. So when we can put that together That's going to be my dream. I don't know how long it's going to take for us to do that, but that's my dream. And and every time that we're doing fundraisers or we're doing corporate shows, it tends to be in that arena. And I I just got to think that's, that's God led. And so Mm -hmm. I keep saying yes to it.
0: I've kind of found that when things seem to be flowing along right in your life and you're flowing into the right situations, it it feels like maybe you finally have gotten into the right flow in your life. You're not swimming upstream or trying to go off on a tangent or something like that.
1: And so what kind of a fundraiser is this? So it'll be held at the well church in Columbia. It's $20 a ticket and you can either come to the show or you can, that $20 can be a donation. It's all going to four, three, one ministries.
0: So you can have like two people in the audience. You're cool with that, but the money needs to go to,
1: you know, uh, comedians, uh, they're, they're, they're like, oh, really need to have more people out there because <laughs> you feed on the energy. Yes. But you know, here's the thing, whoever shows up, that's what the show's for. So if it's four people, if it's five people, if it's, if it's two, the show gets more intimate. You know, you might yeah. see me sit on the end of the stage with my feet dangling off of there and just telling yeah. stories. If that's what God wants at that point, that's what happens. I've done shows yeah. with that few people, and I've done shows that are just jam-packed, and they all have their place. Uh, there, Charlie Daniels has a book out there, like Don't Stare at the Empty Seats, I think that's what I might have. I can't remember exactly. the title. That makes sense though. But his whole premise of that is the people that showed up need to have your full show. Yes. And because they showed up, they should not be punished because other people didn't show up. When we first started the, the top of the show, you asked me what that voice was. Mm-hmm. And that voice is what I, I rely on God a lot where I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know, but I know it needs to be sad. So if my kid has done something stupid, not as stupid as I did as a child, but stupid, we're going to have to have a talk. And a lot of parents, me included, would, they just wouldn't have it. You know, like, oh, maybe if we don't talk about it, it'll just go away. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that that doesn't work. It just festers. So I definitely, so this voice, this one right here <laughs> is where I have prayed and said, uh, God, I don't know what to say. I just need the courage to do it and the courage to be the dad that you have made me to be. And then I go do it. And whatever comes out of my mouth at that point is going to be God-led. If I come at those opportunities very angry, mm-hmm. then I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth, but it's not God-led because God's not negative. So God is always given a positive message. right? And therefore I can be positive, but it can be really effective with this voice right here. And I tend to do, uh, that to mess with people too but you know what
0: <laughs> it's
1: like no you can you can you can whisper something <laughs> and it sounds
0: terrifying
1: <laughs> it sounds absolutely terrifying i'm
0: so scared <laughs> you, go, you
1: go to mcdonald's down the road like what do you want hi <laughs> i'm thinking about a chicken sandwich <laughs> maybe some bacon and they're like, "Yes, sir. Whatever. Here's <laughs> a discount."
0: And you use that voice on
1: your son before you before you have the talk. Oh yes, yeah. I, I start off with that voice, and it ends up, you know, it ends up becoming this voice because we get through the problem. We start laughing or whatever it right. is. But he knows when he hears that voice, we're we're about to have a discussion. However, I do use that voice for other things because I remember he was in second grade and he asked me. He said, "Where does bacon come from?" And I said, "Pigs." And he said. So you have to kill the pigs for the bacon? And I was like, not really. <laughs> and he says, well, how does that work? He said, it's just their belly fat. So, so let's say we had 12 pigs. And every month we would shave off their bellies. <laughs> and they would patch them up and let them heal for a year. And then we'll do it again. Oh. And, and so this is the voice that we're just driving home. This is what happens when you drive a kid home. You just start thinking this stuff. Or at least this is what happens. For me. Yeah. And so... We would name them January, February, March, April, May. And that was the the extent of that story until later in the fall when his teacher said, "Uh, Mr. Malavi, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. She goes, do you all own pigs? (laughs) And I said, and immediately I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't throw my kid under the bus because I put this idea in his head and he's obviously told other people. Mm -hmm. So I said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) We have pigs. And she goes, How many? I said (laughs) twelve. January, February, March. And you 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 shave off their bellies? Like Yeah, so we get bacon. So we get you know, pork bellies. And and before I could explain it, someone's like, Hey uh, Moody, what are you doing? And so I started talking to them. I totally forgot to tell her that it was a joke. And so for the rest of the year she just she gave me that mad eye. You know, like, <laughs> that man right there's sicko. <laughs> so this voice can do many different things, but primarily it's messing with
0: people. Ma- yeah, you know what? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I gotta say it is that uh, it is messing with people. But uh, it does come out when I need to talk to my child about things.
0: Is yes. there something that when you've been doing a show that you found that just tickled you? Because I know how how it feels when you say something people aren't expecting, and they just just Crack up laughing. That's Absolutely. an amazing feeling. Is there something that you might be able to share with us tonight that, that, um, sure, or this uh, morning that
1: <laughs> so recently I was, uh, I, I, I went by this funeral home. Uh, it's called Newcomer, which I thought was a hysterical name wow. for a funeral home. It's not uh, like you're going to have repeat business by that fella, you know? And so, right. Like, welcome. <laughs> and, and it's over. But, uh, they had big black plume of smoke coming through mm. their, their crematorium. And I was thinking, well, they're not changing the pope. Right. So so that, what does that mean? And so I said, mm. what's going on? They said, well, we had a cremate, a fellow that was larger than we had expected. And I uh, started a grease fire.
0: No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: and so, sorry, and so I said, wait a second. So I can't come here. because No, sir. We don't need you. <laughs> you will you will set us on fire. Oh, so I started working out at, at Gold's gym and <laughs> and, and the, the gym guy, the trainer, of course he sees a big fat dude, he's like, Oh, there's money, you know. Like, three times a week for five hundred forty dollars. Let's make this happen. Like, he said, What's your goal? And I said, I, I just don't want to burn down the crematorium because I'm pretty sure I'll be a future grease fire. <laughs> <laughs> So when I first told that story, I was in Jackson, Tennessee, about a month ago, and I told that story, and I could not stop laughing hmm. because it just it tickles me to think through that because I'm a real big dude. And then I realized that's why they put the big Vikings on the boats. I'm like, let the water handle that. Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh there they go. Because
1: <laughs> they didn't do that to the little Vikings. They just did it to the big ones. Oh. They knew back then what to do.
0: So remind people again, we're talking with Moody Mulavi and he's a comedian who you might have seen at comedy clubs, theaters, corporate events, churches, and now at Ann's Arbor Benefit, June 23rd. Uh, Remind people again where it is and the mission that they're trying to accomplish right quickly.
1: So June 23rd, uh, the doors open at 730. The show starts at eight. It'll be to benefit single moms, uh, four through one ministries uh, is, is where all the... The money is going to go towards
0: four, three, one ministries. Correct.
1: Yeah. It's at the well, mm-hmm. uh, which is a church in Columbia, Tennessee, okay. and it's $20 a ticket. You can go to my website and there's a link there. And my website is <laughs> <laughs> nice. it's, it's, it's Moody Malavi dot com or it's take the LSD dot com. Oh, they nice. both work human. I thank you dot com. All three work.
0: And tell them one more time what take the LSD means in case they're just tuning in. They're like, what the heck is she talking about? The
1: least stressful decision.
0: Take the least stressful decision, which is the right decision, which might mean doing the work now so you have less stress in your life in future.
1: Yeah, a lot of people know the term the best yes. It's the same thing. Okay. I did not know that, but I like it. The best yes. So so focus on the best yes. That way your, your future self is least stressed and can be ready to do whatever comes in their way.
0: You helped me so much today. Thank you very much. You've taught me a lot. My pleasure. Moody Malavi. We're going to post links and info on our Focus Facebook page. That's it for today. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.